Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, how are you guys doing? Now, normally, you know me to be that very, very charismatic guy, but you know, this is a show where you can put a little bit of charisma in it, but you know, I got to give y'all a nice serious tone in a way, so here's a nice little mixture of both, but it's your favorite neighborhood mediator, your boy, Dwayne, and uh, welcome to this edition of Time Out, titled Cancel Culture, baby. And I am joined by the very host of this very show, Mr. Jonathan Toronto. How are you doing, good sir? What's up, man? How are you doing? Uh, Derek, Janine, Dwayne, how are y'all doing? Um, oh, I'm well, good. Well. I'm good. It's, you know, there's issues that we last talked about in time. I know it's been a business last episode. Um, protests still going on. Uh, Black lives still being uh diminished out there and you know we're over here speaking the word as much as we can to try to help that so uh this is why we're here yes yes and of course i feel that so also joined with us today uh we got the other co-host of time out and my man mr Derek myers sir talk to the people how are you doing i'm doing well bro how you been how's everybody well, doing good 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 good, good. good. yeah i'm good man I, i've ate dinner so i'm Nice and satisfied. <laughs> hey, man, you definitely one up on me, good sir. But that's all right. It's not about what you eat. It's about what you eat mentally. <laughs> See what I did there, people? Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's about that, but it's also about what you eat, because I was starved. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, my brother. And, of course, today joining us on Time Out is a very, very important and special guest. History is being made on today because she is the first female guest to give us the representation of the ladies and the women in the house. So I would like to welcome a dope host of a awesome show titled, What Did I Think About This Week? And you can also catch her as well, your favorite neighborhood co-host, the queen of Clatchet herself, Miss Janine Berry. How are you doing, ma'am? Hi, everybody. I'm doing well. I'm so excited to be the first woman co-host or guest. This is amazing. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. Thank you for having what, me. What are you sipping on today? Uncle Nearest whiskey. Okay. Um, I would get into the history of it, but I feel like I've talked about it for so much. But if you don't know, just Google it. It's an amazing story. And a little bit of pineapple juice. That is a Ooh. story we actually need to discuss one day. Cause mm -hmm. I, I, I heard, I heard what, what Kenny Burns was talking about and I loved it, yeah. but I want to get, I do want to dive deep on that one one day. That was neat. Right. It's a cool story. Awesome. Awesome. So as you guys mentioned, um, seems like the mood is set. This is going to be a nice positive vibe, but you know, just to let you know, slight disclaimer, this is timeout. So nothing is really held back on this very show. So if you're one of those right now, this is the future disclaimer. If you're one of those that easily get offended, then I suggest right about now, this might be the moment you want to stop and not necessarily leave, but just go check out some other shows on OTS, such as Sideline Guys, Debate Fuel, What Did I Think About This Week, Pastor Ox, and so many, 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 many other shows under the OTS library. But I'm going to give it about two seconds, and then we're going to get back into this. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So for those of you who are still below on the airs, y'all like how I did that. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all week. You gave them 45, like, like point three seconds. seconds. Yeah. <laughs> ah, well, you know, hey. The it's shortest about two the minutes. Time, it's about what yeah. you got to do. You know? I didn't say yeah. seconds, not minutes. But <laughs> 
it doesn't take that long to just you know hit the exit button you know all that good stuff um that being said we would also like to welcome our audience that are listening right there on six families radio and on the tune in app hey how you guys doing welcome to time out and well something brand new on six families radio that we call time out tuesdays so come sit with us if you're driving ride with us wherever you are we thank you we welcome you and without further ado let's get this thing underway so jonathan good sir go ahead and uh introduce to us what we are speaking specifically about in cancel culture history today so as we mentioned cancel culture and and the current climate we're seeing out there with all the racial injustice and things like that um we've all noticed as hosts and and guests that the focus has been kind of veering off right you know we are specifically asking at demanding at this point <laughs> that black lives matter right it's just everybody's heard it but it's not only that black lives matter uh when it when it comes to general life we're talking life or death at this point you know we have all these lives of the brianna taylor and Trayvon Martin and, and the list goes on and on and on and, and we're tired of it. So when we speak of wanting, uh, you know, the defunding of police, we don't necessarily mean get rid of police. We mean, let's reset the, let's reset what they are now. Um, and, and when it comes to cancer culture, that's cool, right? We want to just stop that brutality from continuing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they start to talk about, uh, TV shows that need to go away or, or uh, old jokes that were made back in 2006. Um, none of us care about that. None, none of the people that truly care about the movement care about that. Right. Right. We care specifically about police brutality, underprivileged youth, terrible schools in our urban, urban communities. Those are the things we need to fix. And, and, and Dwayne and, and uh, Derek and, and Janine and I discussed before we started the show, um, basketball has obviously started. Everybody's happy. We love it. Black Lives Matter has been shown, represented, players kneeling, representing cap. We have LeBron speaking up, every player speaking up. Um, every player is allowed to have a, a word or verbiage on their jersey that explains their cause and what they care about. I love it. But then we have Jonathan Isaac pop up. He's uh, the forward of the Orlando Magic. And, and Dwayne, I know you wanted to play a clip that kind of explains what he talked about. <clears throat> yes. So without further ado, let's go ahead and uh, listen to Jonathan Isaac's reasoning behind uh, why he chose to stand and not kneel with his fellow teammates uh, before the game. So you didn't kneel during the anthem, but you also didn't wear a Black Lives Matter shirt. Uh, do you believe that Black Lives Matter? Absolutely. I believe that Black Lives Matter. Um, a, lot, a lot went into my decision, and, and part of it is, first off, um, it, it's, it's my thought that you know kneeling or wearing a Black Lives Matter T-shirt um, don't go hand in hand with supporting Black Lives. And so um, I felt like, just me personally, um, and what it is that I believe in, standing on a stance that um, I do believe that Black Lives Matter, but I, I just felt like it was a decision that I had to make, and, and I, I didn't. Um, like putting putting that shirt on and, and kneeling uh, one hand in hand with um, supporting Black Lives or that it, it made me support Black Lives or not. I believe that um, for myself, my, my, my life has been supported um, 
through the gospel of Jesus Christ and, and that everyone is made in the image of God and that we all fall short of God's glory. And that, uh, you know, each and every one of us, each and every day do things that we shouldn't do. We say things that we shouldn't say. Uh, we hate and we, we dislike people that we shouldn't hate and dislike. Um, and, and sometimes it gets into a point where we point fingers about whose evil is worse. And, and sometimes it comes down to simply whose evil is, is most visible. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So that was, again, NBA star um, Jonathan Isaac of the Orlando Magic. That was his reasoning behind why he chose not to kneel with his fellow players. So as we go around the room, um, we would love to know what you guys' individual thoughts were on Jonathan Isaac's logic and reasoning behind why he chose not to kneel. Yeah, Okay, so I'm assuming that the black community wants to cancel him at this point because he chose to not wear a Black Lives Matter mask or t-shirt and because he did not kneel, yes? Yes. Okay, a couple different things. So <laughs> firstly, his reasoning for not kneeling or not wearing a Black Lives t-shirt makes no sense and it's so annoying that we have to time and time again like try to break it down in the simplest terms of saying black lives matter supporting the black lives movement does not mean we're saying we don't support other lives that nobody else's lives matter or that everybody other than black people are evil what we're saying is that at this moment in time our focus has to be on the fact that our lives are being taken or 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 we're not given the justice the way that other groups are and so everything that he just said totally takes away from what Black Lives Matter is really about, what it's supposed to mean, and then it feeds the other side of people, I guess the white community or people that want to say all lives matter or whatever. You're just feeding into what their ideal is and it's counterproductive. <laughs> like what you're saying has nothing to do with Black Lives Matter at all. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's really, I, I, I guess I somewhat understand what he's trying to say, um, because he's bringing faith into this religion into this. Um, so if I'm, if I'm, if I'm correct, what I'm, what I'm hearing him say is that this is more of a religious thing in terms of, you know, being a Christian, he's not going to kneel down for anything but God. And I think there was another base, there was a baseball player last week that's the exact same thing. And seem like, I can understand that perspective, but at the same time, it's so distracting and, and uneducated um, that we now other conversations about things, nothing to do with this, literally nothing to do with this. I think Jonathan Isaac was trying to make a statement and a stand on, on, on this from a, from a religious aspect and it failed miserably because yeah. he's not educated on what he's discussing. This goes back to what I was saying before not everybody needs to speak up about something if if you don't understand what it is you're talking about sit down be quiet 
and learn from those that do. Because when, when you do stuff like this, now it's just, like I said before, it's just a distraction. And it, it takes away from the meaning of, of the actual uh, 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 movement. I mean, now at this point, well, we're four years removed from Kaepernick first kneeling, right? Um, it's, 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 what's the right way to say it? It's politically correct to kneel now, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's okay and acceptable to kneel now when he was doing it, you know, you were, you were demonized for doing that. You know what I'm saying? And like, if, if you don't want to kneel, just say you don't want to kneel not that you don't support black lives matter or you don't support the people that that are in your life um that are black or whatever whatever the the thing might be just say you don't want to kneel that is mm -hmm. i don't expect everyone to kneel like the idea that you're support you're you're kneeling means you automatically support this is not true there are plenty of people that are kneeling just because it's is it just looks okay to do it you know they don't or they don't feel like they're going to get uh they're going to get grilled they feel like they're going to get grilled for not doing it so like i don't expect everyone to kneel you don't have to kneel but if you're not going to kneel you also don't have to say all of this yeah. <laughs> this was just dumb as hell he did not need to speak it's not like he was struggling to try to make sense of why he didn't like Derry yes. said, just don't say anything. Just say, you know what? Like, I love black people, but I just chose to not kneel. That's not how I choose to support this or support us. Yeah, and, and then he he went further into with it with not wearing a shirt. Like that, honestly, to me, made no sense either. Like you're gonna now you're bringing an, an, again another distraction to this conversation to do what. Like, what's the purpose? What's the what's the what's the meaning behind all of this? I said this like twenty five times last episode. There's a time to talk, and there's a time mm -hmm. to shut the fuck up. Right. And right. right now, is is Isaac's time to shut the fuck up? Yeah. So, the biggest thing that came out when I when I because I think that we we had about a minute clip, but there was a little more that he said either before or after the fact, maybe on a second interview or whatever the case was. He was speaking a lot about unity. Okay. So what what totally discredits his unifying statement when he's the only one not unifying with the Black Lives Matter movement within the NBA? Right. The only one on that court. Now, mind you, there's another, I think he actually might be another Magic player. I can't remember his name. No, Myers Leonard for the Heat. And another Magic player too, but maybe Myers as well. Um, he said, look, I am religious. I have many family members who were in the military, but he still wore the shirt. He locked arms with his kneeling friend teammates mm -hmm. and still represented the Black Lives Matter movement. I understand if you specifically, and you spoke to it, Derek, if you don't want to kneel, I don't want you to do it just because you feel like you have to. Yeah. It needs to mean something. Yeah. And speaking a little bit back to the, the fact that it was, uh, what is it like not vilified anymore? Look at the NFL. Yeah. The NFL came out with this large, giant statement. Oh, we support black lives. We are done with it. You know what happened? You know why the NFL did that? 
because it was finally allowed to be done. And they finally saw that their pockets won't hurt by doing it. Right. In fact, they saw their pockets are going to get bigger by supporting oh, yeah. it. Yeah. So overall, the things tarnished. The kneeling, right? Yeah. So not the, not the Black Lives Matter movement. The kneeling. Yeah. You know what would have been a strong statement? Colin Kaepernick, we fucked up. Yeah. You did what was right four years ago, and we cut you off completely. Right. Because if they had listened back then, God knows how many lives could have been saved. Because oh, it sure. ain't stopped since four years ago. There's been for more sure. and more every day. For sure. Every day. And there's no reason why, and we talked about this all the time. And you know what? I we no matter it's crazy because I get tired talking about it as an Hispanic male that and then we talk about this, me having a complexion of a white man, I can get away with not being dealt, you know, racism not being towards me as much. Black people don't have that luxury. If you want to call it luxury, because it's pathetic that it has to be the case. Mm-hmm. But they don't, right? It's sad. Right. Right. And and with with Isaac, he, he he speaks church. He speaks religion. He you know he. Where have they been? The church has been quiet now. Where, so no, not only where have they been for this, where have they been for fifty, a hundred years? Yeah. Do I not remember a lot of religions were anti this, anti that? You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't stay here. You can't be with this person. You can't. Oh, he looks different. Come on. Where were you when all these, mind you, this is a billion dollar industry, religion, right? For the most part, if not more. Uh-huh. Underprivileged communities. Where was the money for them? Where was the money to fix the neighborhoods that, that, that you have your church in? That you expect people to donate to you every Sunday or Saturday, whatever your, your, your church follows. Yeah. No, and, and that that's, that's, that speaks to a whole different issue with it. There's, there's, you have these mega churches which I went to. I used to go to one. Like I, I understand the also, you know, the behind the scenes with that, and the fact that you have churches that make stupid money every year and have members in the in the congregation that either live paycheck to paycheck or they can't they can't sometimes even have have food for the whole family it's like the the like the parents have to literally not eat so the kids can eat you know how i know i because i've been there you know like (laughs) i was that kid (laughs) you know what i'm saying so it's it's one of those things like you just you gotta if you put it in into perspective what he said literally around the board was dumb as hell, made no sense, and he should have just kept quiet. There's there's nothing else to say to that. It, there's, there's no reason to come out and, and say what he said as a black man as well. That's another thing, because this is going to end up being something that um, that racists use or people that are against mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter use to say, hey, yeah, this black guy over here said this. Like it does, and it just discredits the whole thing. Yep. You know. So yeah, he 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 made light of the whole situation. He made light of the movement. He 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 really discredited himself, like you said, Jonathan, with with talking about, about unity. Like it just none of this made sense. He wasn't prepared to actually speak on things like this. 
Jalen Brown, uh, you know, one of the basketball players that, that's been doing. He knows he's he's studied. He 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 understands what he's actually trying to convey. You know, you have to you have to be willing to do some of the work behind the scenes on yourself before you go in front of a camera to to say something that you don't even know what you're saying. Being uninformed is the is the worst weakness you can ever be, have. Yeah. And and I won't I won't utilize age in this in this conversation because no. you're old enough to know that you don't know everything. So don't speak as if you know everything. But within his statement, he you know, he says, you know, a lot of people say and do things that they shouldn't say. So let me break it down for the young man. Um a lot of people just don't go out murdering people. Okay? Like not a lot if you want to talk about the general aspect of it. A lot of people don't hate a race so much or are built in a system that, that sees a race as a lesser individual. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like don't do that, Isaac. They, they don't. Okay? So when we talk about Black Lives Matter, and he's so foolish because we, he knows why the movement started. Yeah. Black people just didn't wake up one day and say, well, I don't think I'm getting enough money today or something. Like, let's let's say, let's get a movement. No, they're right. fucking dying. I, yeah. If all else, and, and mind you, when we talk, we talk about systemic racism, we talked about it last episode, and keep bringing it up. It, it, it's it's every level of life. It's financing. It's education. It, it's, it, it's the total system uh, is built to not let black people succeed. They need to work three times as hard to get three times less pay. And that's a fact. That is a statistic that exists. Okay. You have president Trump, mind you, (laughs) president Trump, but you have president Trump himself admits it that, well, he, he tries to lie and say, you know, Oh, I'm the, I'm the best president for black people, whatever. But he is right in the sense, not about that. But when he mentions black people have been underpaid for years, there've been presidents that, didn't have initiatives and I don't think he even has any he just lies but there are presidents that never even brought initiatives up to help that gap because mm-hmm. because because black lives has started so low that the minimal success they get is seen as success for them but they ain't nowhere clear uh, enough as all these CEOs out there and, and guys who are uh, have legacy funds that come from their great 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 grandparents mm-hmm. Well, we know where the great-great-great-great-great-grandparents that they were slave Where that money came from, yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we're, yeah. so right right then and there, you started way ahead. Yeah. The system itself continues to build on that. The, yeah. There's no reason why every student in our country, no matter what race, color, creed, or whatever the case is, doesn't have the same resources, the same technology, and the same education. Because I know teachers that make $30,000 a year in the middle of the city that pay $25,000 a year in supplies because their school can't fucking afford it. Mm-hmm. That's a serious problem. That's systemic racism. Mm-hmm. It, 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 so it's a systemic issue. Because there are white people that go to those schools. But, mm-hmm. but what do you say? Well, white people are dealing with it too. <laughs> then you're only speaking to my point that everybody's dealing with bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's dealing with the underprivilegedness then. And then they say, oh, well, white people are dying by police, too. Hmm, okay, okay. So what you're telling me is that police are killing people for no reason. Uh-huh. You're agreeing with the statement. But 
even if that is the case, then we need to reform the police, which is the whole fucking point. That's it's the whole fucking point. <laughs> the and whole the thing point. is, if you want to j- bring up the statistics, there are more white people in the country. So there will right. be more interactions with the police. And mm-hmm. now let's dig deeper. What is a good shoot and a bad shoot? My dad's retired law enforcement. Okay, good shoot, bad shoot. Mm-hmm. A good shoot is someone shooting at you, you kill them, good shoot. Mm-hmm. Bad shoot, where are the percentages for that? I think I saw something out there. Uh, I don't really like to dig too far into statistics. They're, sometimes they're just made up, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Every four to one is a minority. It's a white person that kills in a bad, gets killed in a bad shoot. Mm-hmm. And then they speak, <laughs> I can keep going on, but then they speak of, oh, well, uh, black on black crime. Oh, you know, that that's I obviously an issue. Listen, motherfucker. What happens to the people that commit black on black crime? Almost 110% of the time. Get convicted. And they go and get consequences. So what are we asking for in the Black Lives Matter movement? Fucking consequences for the police. Yeah. That's it. So don't... Yes, we know that there's a a minority on minority issue. Yeah. Hispanic gains against black gangs and and things like that exist all around the country. They get their consequences. Those communities want that shit to stop. But why do police continue to get paid leave... And why did they not get arrested right away like the individual who shot somebody up in the street in California? Yeah. yeah. And I would say, too, it, we, we have to be careful with bringing up the black-on-black crime because, yeah, there's black-on-black crime, but there's white-on-white crime, there's Asian-on-Asian there's, crime, there's, there's Hispanic. Everything. It's, it's going to be whoever it is within, wh- whoever it's, is in your proximity. around your area. And um, in addition to that, bringing up black-on-black crime is not a response to Black Lives Matter. Because yes, you know, we have to matter to ourselves first. Like, that's very true. But you can fight two battles at once. Like, don't deflect the focus on what we're doing to end systemic racism and systemic injustice by now bringing in black-on-black crime. You need to focus on that too, but we're focusing on this right now. Yeah, well, I mean, they they almost bring that argument up as a um, precursor to like, if you want this to stop, then y'all stop killing yourselves. Like, like it's justified for cops to be killing black people because there's black on black crime. That does that does that? Do you not understand how dumb that sounds? You know what I'm saying? Like that sounds really dumb. All of it needs to stop. It all needs to yeah. stop. And, 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 and speaking it's to Janine's not... point, we can have all of those conversations at the same time because all of it needs to be stopped. We understand well, that. Well, the thing about it, though, we, we, we need to have, we need to focus on one issue at a time, right? Because if, if we start, not everybody's going to be able to do the same thing, okay? Mm-hmm. So there are some people that need to work on one thing and other people that need to work on another. The ones that are working on that other thing, go talk to them. Right. Go talk to them. When, when you're talking about uh, uh, someone that's over here fighting for the Black Lives Matter movement, whether you're talking about the, the organization themselves or you're just talking about the sentiment of the, mm-hmm. of the term, when you're coming up to those people, don't bring up that argument because all you're doing is distracting and diverting. It makes no sense. 
And it makes you me want look at you sideline too. Like, why are you deflecting from, okay, I am I am saying Black Lives Matter and then you're coming to say this. So are you not saying that Black Lives don't matter because you feel like, <laughs> like right. what is your goal for even bringing that up? Right. And and so 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 if you have that issue, speak to those people that are actually in the communities, which that's a whole other situation. Uh, like, we don't really... This is one thing I will say as black people, we need to start supporting those people in our communities and giving them more shine that are actually fighting those fights mm -hmm. because we don't know who they are. Mm -hmm. And if, if anyone can tell me who's actually in the NAACP in terms of leadership for the black community, I would love to know because I don't know who's in the NAACP. So, uh, so we need adequate I, I leadership can't say in that general. You, you shouldn't blame the general public on that, though. That's on the double NAACP, no. double NAACP to step up, right? So I think their, oh, for sure. their reach needs for to sure. be put out there more. And it speaks back to the lack of education. Right. Well, see, I, I, don't, I'm not, I, don't, I don't mean to conflate the two things. Like, yeah, okay. I'm saying, like, the people that are in our, our communities that are actually doing the work. I'm not saying the NAACP is oh, okay, okay. Group. I misunderstood. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying those people, like, like, say for example, Killer Mike, right? He's out here putting in that work. Yes, sir. Where he's, he's, he's saying we need, we need education. We need, we need to be able to be self sufficient in our living. Do this, that, and the other. He's telling black people what they need to do for themselves, right? So, but people like him. Um, maybe not even the, 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 the celebrity aspect, but anyone that's in that arena that's fighting that fight, go speak to them. Mm -hmm. Go speak to them. Bring that up to them. And what I'm saying is that we need to shine a light on those people more so that everyone knows who those people are. But these people over here that are fighting for Black Lives Matter, that's dumb. Don't bring that to them. That's, mm -hmm. that's like asking a lawyer to come to a construction site and build. You know what I'm saying? That, that, why would job. you do that? <laughs> it's, not it's, not, it's not my job. Yeah. So why would you do that? You know what I'm saying? So that, that's, that's all I'm saying. That, that's what I meant. I didn't mean to, to conflate the two. But oh, yeah, you're good. It's, it's just one of those things that, that frustrates the hell out of me. Like, we as, as the Black community need to um support those that 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 are taking that charge of leadership in those different roles for for whatever issue it is we need to support them wholeheartedly and not tear them down because that's that's one thing that i will say that is it sucks to see when people that are, that are in leadership positions that are trying to do those good things um get torn down so easily mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like that that i would like to see changed but speaking to the overall fact of of uh, what jonathan uh isaac was talking about it, it's it, he's conflating different arguments together and and it's really it's it's just what the nba has done was creating this whole bubble for the league and, and highlighting this movement and, and doing what they can to, to, to um, broaden their, their impact, um, um, raise their voices, all that stuff. 
he is going against it. He's going against it. And that's a losing battle, honestly. Like, you're not going to do that. Right. One man going against all those and, people. And to be but, clear with the NBA, they – where I think the NFL is doing it differently is they're doing it themselves. The NBA mm-hmm. gave the MBPA, so the Players Association, full reins to make decisions on anything related to movement. Right. And supported them. And supported anything they wanted to do. Supported them, yeah. And, is that, and, that's – that would be like us actually trying to do something for women and not asking Janine uh, uh, what we need to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just that's just stroking our own ego to say we're doing something for women and, and now we're doing more harm than good because of the fact that we're not taking her opinions and other women's opinions or perspectives into consideration. It's very counterproductive. It makes no sense, and it distracts from the movement as a whole. And that's that's the thing that I would like for for Jonathan as while he's on his downtime now because he got injured. While he's on his downtime, I would like for him to go ahead and educate himself on what it is that he's um, not understanding. Not understanding, honestly. And the thing is, you know, it's almost the other side of the coin. You know, where where. I don't want people who don't want to kneel to be stopped from doing that. So if they want to stand, that's, that's their decision. I get that people have their religious uh, standing or uh, have a father. I mean, my, my father was a military vet and law enforcement, but he's also an Hispanic man. I told the story last uh, time out of the episode, I, I believe. He was pulled over off of some racism shit, basically. And, and if not for showing his badge, he's not sure where it would have gone. Got you know the cops right. hella right. aggressive and it could have gone a, a different way, so so he understands both perspective and he tells me he says son. I may not kneel if it came down to it, because I'm a vet and and, and that's how I feel, but I'll be damned if I ever speak up on anything against what the Black Lives Matters movement is about. Right. He goes, I and he tells me, both in law enforcement and military. I literally fought for you guys to have the ability to do what the fuck you want. Right. <laughs> Not, right. I didn't fight to say, well, you do what I want because I'm fighting. Mm-hmm. That That's him. And that's many soldiers. And, the, and then many soldiers on the other side. And the thing is, I don't, I don't care if they're the, on, on the other side of it. I fought and you should, you should stand. Okay. But right now just shut up because, mm-hmm. <laughs> because right now people are dying. Right. Mm-hmm. So you, you fought for us to be protected for us to feel safe for us to, to be in a country where we're free and have the pursuit of happiness and, and liberty mm-hmm. and all that. Well, right now there's many minority lives that aren't getting that shit. Not by, by the systemic or the system itself, mm-hmm. you know, the lives we live or mm-hmm. the lives we no longer have because they're getting taken so soon. Right. But you know, you just said it. They fought for our, for, for us to feel safe. That's part of it. Right. Mm-hmm. We don't feel safe. You don't. Hello. <laughs> why is that such a hard point thing one. to conceive yeah like exactly why is that such a hard thing for people to to understand it's actually you know what i'm sorry it's not that they don't understand they don't, they want, don't want to, to understand yeah you have to have a desire to want better for people you have to have a genuine um love for people to to want to see more for them to 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 actually feel that way. So they the people that are against it like that, they don't really care. 
And they, they, there's, there's, a, there's a piece of them that's incapable of actually caring for others that are different from them in whichever way, race, uh, social class, whatever it is that you want to talk about. There, there's this piece of them that's missing. And, and, the, and arg- that, that's the, the argument part. for the other side is, is they're like, oh, well, there's, there's, so, there's so few times something like this happens. It's like, bro, come on. This has been years we're on years. We're just already getting publicized. We're just, you know, about. you know what changed? I don't know if you guys yep. can see it. I keep right here. Hold on. Oh, yeah, oh, the phone. Up, the phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm uh, gonna have a yeah. little issue. This is what yeah. changed. Yeah. I can record anytime now. That's what changed yeah. because this existed for years at times. Bef- uh, before we had the same things, we and we weren't being believed. Son, y'all took pictures of hangings and 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 all types of things and put it out yourselves. So, like, why are we acting like this is not something that has been going on for centuries? It's not shocking at all, and it's not. It's not only. I mean, the biggest thing is the police brutality and the the lives lost, but the little things. A guy cutting grass in a neighborhood and gets the cops called for this kid. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know. the Karens, right? <laughs> Always bugging people for no reason for for skateboarding or or yeah. or just every normal stuff. So for for the majority of white people, they have the ability to do whatever they want, wherever they want, whenever they want. And if you put a black person in those same shoes in those same situations at the same time, they're a the fear, fearful, different. and the outcome is almost bound to be different every single time. Because yeah. people are going to look at them differently, they're going to have an issue with it, and the police are going to be called. And that's and, and it's not every single time, but it's more than enough. And I think oh, more than sure. enough is more than one time, or and one time even, at all. And then even the entitlement that the Karens of the world feel that they have to even speak to authorities the way that that they do, because they know that they're protected regardless. Like I am going to call you. I'm going to say a black man is here. And then if you don't respond the way that I want you to, I can, I can talk, I can be a fucking aggressive towards you or whatever I want to. And I'm still not going to have any type of consequence. All right. It's just this embedded entitlement that white people, not all white people, but majority have. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they, they may not even know it. Yeah, they don't, they don't so, know until so it comes Derek, out. So <laughs> Derek, Dwayne, and I talked about this last episode. The biggest, the biggest overall issue is not the people who are just blatantly racist, or the people that a don't notice they're being racist, or mm-hmm. b don't speak up when they see racism happening. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that. So that more to what you're speaking, Janine, is those are the people that are biggest problem because they're letting all this stuff happen. They're not speaking up. Mm-hmm. And then when when a, a, a movement has started, you're speaking against it. I, like Jonathan Isaac, like come on, dude, <laughs> where where is your thought process just to speak on something that you clearly have no no understanding? You know, he speaks here. I, I was pulling up a quote. Sorry about that, but uh, I think when you look around, racism isn't the only thing that plagues our society, that plagues our nation, oh, yeah. that plagues our world. Bro, hold on a second. What? <laughs> time out. Love Literally, me. time out. Yep. It's a deflection. Janine just said it. It is when we want. So it's funny because we've given analogies and people have given plenty. And I was speaking to a buddy of mine uh, uh, like a month ago, and his big, the best analogy was that was something we came up with, right? 
So I think I might even mention this in one of the previous episodes, but we talk about um, terrorist attacks. Let, let's uh-huh. talk about it for one second, okay? Obviously, every terrorist attack is, is terrible. Everyone. When 9-11 happened, what was the first thing you said? Holy shit, we just got attacked. Oh, my God, uh-huh. all those people. Or did you say, well, there's been plenty of terrorist attacks. It doesn't matter. Right. That's a great way to put it. Great way to put it. No, every individual act or issue matters. And they can matter separately while still caring about everything else. Yeah. I don't hate white people. I don't hate other lives. But at this moment, minority lives need to matter because they continue to be diminished and ill-respected. Daily. Right. Daily. And it could be things we still don't know about. When you're at work one day, you know, I'm the Hispanic guy, probably the only Hispanic guy in my damn building, right? How do I know an, uh, a manager or whoever may have said, hmm, he thinks he's going to be a manager one day? Don't think so. Or right. th- those little things, right? Uh-huh. You don't. We don't know. But uh-huh. they exist. We know they exist. Uh-huh. Emails start popping up and all that. So when it comes to the cancer culture, that makes sense. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it like... His un unedu- or uneducation or, or not being educated on the issue is the problem with so many people in the world, right? Yep. They have their embedded or in, with their religious mindsets or the military background or or whatever background they came from, law enforcement, whatever the case is, they were raised the wrong way. Um, and you got to understand there are other races and other, you're going to just say white people that were raised correctly, that speak up against, uh, uh, you know, injustices and, and brutality. And, and we'll, so I spoke of it myself for now on and going forward and what I've done in the past, even a minor fucking joke you make in regards to race and racism, I'm done. I don't care yeah. who you are. I'm done. It's not funny anymore. It never was right. Yeah. But when it comes to cancer culture, when you're trying to put that stuff into, we're trying to stop this now. That the, the meaning of this movement is to stop the next generation from being like us. So, well, like the, the society we're in now. We want to change it. Mm-hmm. it. Well, we want to be more like us, if anything, us in this group. But the right, way things to experience the things we've experienced. Exactly. I don't want I don't want my kids yeah. to have to deal with that ever. They may not. You know, being yeah. Hispanic compared to black, I, I don't want your kids to ever have to deal with Derek and uh-huh. Janine and Dwayne. I don't want that to ever be the case. And and we speak of what we need to do. Oh, we need to vote. We need to get the right people in office. And, and I, don't, I don't speak on presidency. We've talked about this a bunch of times. Uh, the president is a celebrity gig, in my opinion. Um, yeah. we, we need to handle local government, state government, people that are really impactful legislators, you know, I'm doing my research and figuring out when I'm in Erie, Erie County in New York, uh, who, who's the best, who's the best choice, who's going to push at the house and who's going to push in Congress, new laws and new initiatives and, and, and so on and so forth. That's what matters. And always speaking up, like we, we need to speak up. Like I'm done staying quiet. And, and for the first time ever, and, and this may be pandering, 
by by uh, my work or or they genuinely care. Who knows? It could be half and half. I feel comfortable speaking about this stuff at work. Finally, like I feel like I feel like now if I say Black Lives Matter at work, I won't get fired. Why the fuck mm-hmm. did I feel like I would be? And I probably would have been in the past. Yeah, at, at different now jobs. It's okay. My job now, they're great. Yeah. You know, they really are. The company pushes for a lot of different initiatives. They have resource groups where where we all learn each other's cultures. Like I'm part of every single uh, different like a Pacific Islander and African American resource group and Hispanic and um, uh, um, LGBTQ and, and all that. You know, I try because there are things I'm still not educated on, and I want to learn more about those cultures and learn more about their past and their history. Cause I don't know, I, I don't know everything. I, I was raised by good parents that taught me right and wrong. Yeah. But not everybody was. And even if you were, you still have a lot to learn. So quick question. Um, so where the episode is, is about cancel culture. So just to make sure everybody's on the same page, what are we defining cancel culture as? So, in my opinion, um, cancel culture is not a bad thing if it's focused on the right thing. Okay. So when we speak of Isaac, do I want to cancel him? No, he's a young black that man that, that, that I, I feel like he needs to be educated. Now, mm-hmm. mind you, I, when it comes to straight up blatant racism or intent to harm or yeah. police brutality, that's, I mean, that ain't even cancel culture. That's, that's human rights. Okay. Yeah. Now, when I speak to someone that, that made a dumb racist joke or, or Isaac speaking on the wrong thing or anybody for that matter, I feel like that, that everybody, white, black, whoever you are, should get a chance to be educated. Mm-hmm. Now, if you can continue the dumb shit, then you probably can cancel you after the fact. But, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think everybody deserves that chance. Yeah. So that's yeah. what you're asking. So for him, yeah. I don't think canceling is the right thing. I think if you cancel him, he's going to dig further into the hole he already dug. And he's going to, in fact, he's going to start to hate that movement where he, he mm-hmm. kind of just focused more on loving his movement. If you cancel him and, 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 and the whole, you know, we have so many people out there wishing him bad and glad he hurt his knee, making jokes about the fact he tore his ACL. I ain't doing that. I, I don't, I, I don't mind speaking on, on a young man that negatively and I don't hate him like that because he's uneducated because that's all it is and Derek you you spoke to it earlier Janine said the same thing he's uneducated yeah so I hope he takes the time when he's hurt to get educated well let's see here's the thing he's 22 years old right so again I'm not I'm not gonna I don't really want to make that an excuse because that's that part is kind of played out to be completely honest but I, I do know that when you're that age, you think you know a lot of stuff and you really don't. You really don't. Like, I, things didn't start really clicking for me until I actually hit 25. And that's when the brain fully develops, right? So for me, I didn't start, I wasn't able to start processing things um, at full capacity until that happened. And I'm hoping that's that's part of it for him is that he's just young and dumb, and he just he's just at that age where he, he can tell everybody whatever, like you you know you're making money you're in the NBA, you know, on whatever whatever level even if you're someone that that's 
that's not really playing, you have an NBA contract. At minimum, you're making about 800000 a year. So, you know, like, I'm pretty sure there are a lot of people that are, that are like that where they feel it, you know, they've come from really nothing and now you, you have money. So you can say whatever you want or you can do whatever you want. And I, this is a part of it where he's just young and dumb and, and he has not... Um, he has not taken that time to study, but now that he's got downtime, this is the time to go ahead and study. Truly, to be honest, we've all been quarantined for the most part for the last, what, four months or so. A lot of these things have been taking place in the last couple of months, like everything that with Ahmaud Aubrey and Rihanna Taylor, George Floyd, um, those have taken place over the course of this time. So I would think that he would have at least at, during this period tried to understand what's what. So since he's not done that, this is the time for him to do it. Well, because you cannot be a black man in America and, and not educate yourself on how things work. If you do, you're done. If you, if, if you don't if you don't study it you're you're left behind you're 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 not you're not so i this is his time to do that study learn what these things are about i hope there are people that were are in the league that will reach out to him like like the chris pauls or the carmelo anthony's of the world to to reach out to him and and try to teach him what it is that he does not know it, it's not this this is another thing. I, 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 coming from from a religious background, I really hate when people try to uh, battle physical battles with spiritual weapons because it makes no sense, right? There are things that you can pray about and 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 all that stuff. But you, you, the Bible also has, says faith without works is dead, right? So if you're going to try to do something with your two hands and all you're going to do is pray about it and you're not willing to do the work behind that, that, uh, that thing, nothing's going to happen. And that's what he's doing right here. He, he's always, oh, you know, like I'm praying in the sense, cool, but what work are you putting in, bro? What are you doing? What is it that you're you're actually trying to do? Part of that work is learning. You know what I'm saying? Like that that's part of his work that he has to do. Learn, understand, move 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 uh, in a better way moving forward. But but where he is right now is just is so dumb. It's so dumb and uneducated and I what? really hope that he can do the work. What kills me the most too is you can tell he's a well-spoken person. For he, sure. he he can tell he is actually very educated not on this issue but in general. For sure. Um and and how like how dare he just not do what he I see I feel like he's always done in his life, right? Look into something. Apply himself. Apply yourself to the to the situation. Look at yourself in those people's shoes. Um right. um look at the issue look so I think what may so I I think I don't want to keep getting into religion, but when it comes to religion, they they see things in a very extremist way, right? 
uh, well, a lot of them issues. Not, not all a lot of them. No, a yeah. lot, a lot, a lot of yeah. religious people do. Uh, mm-hmm. See, uh, not, I'm not saying that they are, but they see other things in an extreme way. Mm-hmm. No matter what it is, we just talked about that before we started the episode. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Is it possible that that Isaac l- was t- looking at the black, the wrong side of the Black Lives Matter? So when I say the wrong side of the Black Lives Matter movement, I mean the if you want to call them the Antifa, the people that are just honestly white people that are going out there and destroying property and and hurting people and this that and another, fighting for the Black Lives. Um, is it possible that he, his church, or whoever, you know, his religion for that matter, focused more on that than the actual movement? So the actual movement is all the people protesting peacefully. The actual movement are the people going, literally standing on the district attorney for Breonna Taylor's case yard. Uh, mm-hmm. Kenny Stills, who's been an activist for years, as long, if not longer, than Kaepernick, mm-hmm. um, getting arrested because he's saying, you know, get this case done you know this has been months already that brianna taylor has not been served justice you know Uh, those people that are doing things the right way that's the movement so when he's looking at the extreme side that's like anything so every religion has an extreme side a lot of uh middle eastern religions are very peaceful but mm-hmm. immediately they think terrorism, terrorists. This is what they're fighting. This is why they do it for, for you know, for Allah or whatever their, their religion speaks for. That's not mm-hmm. all of them. <laughs> That's right. an ex- small right. extremist group right. that twisted words within uh, uh, whatever they were. Is, I don't know what's the equivalent of a Bible. Um, Quran. Quran. Quran, right? Uh, I was going to say it, but I don't want to say it without knowing. No, <laughs> so, <laughs> but either way, it's people that, that have that sadistic mindset where they look and twist words how they see fit. That fits mm-hmm. their specific... To benefit ex- their, yeah. To benefit their narrative or their extremism. Okay? Mm-hmm. So this is exactly what's going on with the Black Lives Matter movement. We have people within the movement that shifted off. And again, it goes back to deflecting. They're focusing on almost the wrong issue at this point. Right. You know, I don't want you going into minority communities and destroying what they have. Especially if you ain't black. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. sorry, but that that's the real realism. You know what I want you doing? I want you sitting on the city hall front steps. Mm-hmm. I want you voting when November 3rd comes. Mm-hmm. Or six, is it six? Six or third, whatever it is. Uh, I'll be oh, there. Whatever, whatever day it is, I'll make sure I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there. I'm, I'm, I'm not contradicting myself. Um <laughs> Point being, though, you know, the movement is is the peaceful uh, push for justice. Right. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think he's really focused on that. And I think he's very uneducated on that portion of Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Okay. So as we're now having the explanation of what the actual movement and behind what the movement is, for record, and to Derek's point, in my opinion, the perfect person to mentor Mr. Isaac would actually be uh, Steph Curry, I feel, uh, because of the fact that Steph Curry is very strong on what's going on, I'm sure, as well. And I know he may be more on the lighter skinned end, but I know he's very strong about what's going <laughs> on. <laughs> uh, but more so, I say that because I know he is also a man of faith and right. believes the exact same beliefs that Mr. Isaac believes. And he has a, I guess, a higher level of attention on him as far as being up there on the level of a LeBron and all of that in terms of respectability amongst, you know, and popularity 
And I just feel like, you know, uh, being the vet that Steph is, as far as that ex- education side of things, Steph can probably give him the nice balance of, of, of the two and how to go about this in the way that doesn't come off as a, a offensive to those who might misinterpret what he meant or what he's saying and yes. what he's trying to say and what he's saying. But now that the explanation of the Black Lives Matter movement is explained, uh, what I would like to present to you guys is, okay, what when we talk about it in terms of cancel culture and we talk about the fact that cancel culture, on the other hand, is not just a black thing, but apparently it's a black thing, white thing, Hispanic thing. It's, it's a community of its own in a way where whether you're a comedian, actor, uh, rapper, um, host, whatever and whatever, if you're a public figure mm-hmm. and you say something, or you make a joke, as Jonathan has mentioned, with those who make jokes. Uh, in the case of a comedian, especially, because I have here in front of me a clip where Dave Chappelle explains how cancel culture almost affected him. And everyone knows how much people love to listen to Dave Chappelle and the things that he has to say uh, and the stories that he can tell. And I will play that clip for you guys to listen to and then kind of give your interpretation to explain based off his explanation and just off of cancel culture in general, what y'all think uh, and comparing scenarios of an example of who you think is someone that you should quote unquote cancel versus someone that it's like, it's not even like that dude. Like it's not that serious. No need to cancel anything about this individual for something that was said or did in this way. Uh, So here's the clip from Mr. Chappelle. And let's see what Mr. Chappelle has to say here. Oh my God. But there's a more important reason that I would stop doing comedy right now. And this reason is the real reason that's been percolating and and it really is the crowd, not you. I'm talking about the crowd on the big stage. It's too hard to entertain a country whose ears are so brittle. Motherfuckers are so sensitive, the whole country is turned into bitch-ass niggas. (laughs) Everything you say upsets somebody. You know, I can remember when it all started. It was when I was doing Chappelle's show. When I was doing Chappelle's show, I used to do the show and then on the weekends I do like concerts and shit like that. So I'm doing a concert and there was a couple in the front row, beautiful couple. The wife, wife was obviously Asian. You could see it in her face. (laughs) The husband, This motherfucker was mysterious, to say the least. (laughs) Couldn't quite pinpoint where he was from. Caramel-colored fella, very nice hair, but he could've been from anywhere, Bangladesh, Mexico. I can't guess with a nigga like this. (laughs) All I knew for sure about this guy is that his wife was a bitch. (laughs) I could see that in her face, too. No, he was laughing and having a good time, and she was scowling at me at a goddamn comedy show. I couldn't figure it out. 
And then I realized at some point that she was pregnant and I was smoking on stage. I said, oh my God, that's probably why she's mad. So I started to put my cigarette out, but then she hit me with one of them fake non-smoker calls. <coughs> so I just kept smoking. I thought to myself, bitch, that babe will be fine, relax. And I tried to break the tension. I just asked her. That's all I said. I go, hey, where are you guys from anyway? And I could tell that she was on to me. She goes, very condescendingly, she says, I'm from California. If you're asking my ethnicity, I am Chinese. And her husband was just cool about the shit. He was like, I'm Mexican, bro. I said, well, I'm sorry if I offended you by asking, but you're a very beautiful couple. And miss, there's no question that you're gonna give birth to the hardest working baby this world has ever seen. That's not a bad joke. She got very upset. She got up to leave immediately, but she didn't just leave. She had to take one last dig at me on the way out. I will never buy one of your fucking DVDs again, Dave Chappelle. I said, ma'am, with all due respect, Chinese people don't buy DVDs. y'all so basically all of that to say as dave chappelle so greatly explained just in a little segment we love dave we love how great he is with the way he can storytell the way he can get you guys engaged and make you laugh but to those who really know great comedians like dave chappelle and so many others when you tell a story like that it's more than just for the laughs but to give you guys a true thought process of what as he mentioned with america how we are are we too sensitive? Is cancel culture now the living representation of how sensitive America is? Or is it not just America, but is it a worldly thing? I leave the floor, but first I wanna go ahead and open the floor up to Miss Janine, since this is a lady's first kind of deal. And I would mm -hmm. like the lady to go first on this ideal of cancel culture. And what, what do you think? What, what, what should we do about this? Um, so I'm going to go back to what Jonathan said, like cancel culture works when it's done the right way. And then to piggyback off of like, at what point does it make sense to cancel? Like a Bill Cosby type of situation, obviously like it's wrong. There's no, t there's no way of trying to justify the shit he did. It was nasty. But then you have situations where I feel like cancel culture now has turned into almost like 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 just hypersensitivity and then people lean into the hypersensitivity and then it's like oh well because you hurt my feelings i like i i want to cancel you and in a situation with like um i want to talk about so netflix just brought over a lot of our favorite shows so like the parkers and like mo moesha and one-on-one and girlfriends etc cetera, etc cetera saw where Twitter tried to do this thing where they were like saying, maybe not cancel, but they were just bringing up the fact that Kim got a lot of fat jokes and that this is toxic and all these other things. I think we have to take into consideration when trying to cancel people. Like 
I'm not in support of going back five, six, seven, eight years to dig up something and then trying to apply it to who that person is today. Like if we look at the 90s, the 90s was a decade of roasting. Like that was just what we did. Like it, it, it fucking built, built character. It was beautiful <laughs> like, to be honest. Like, like, <laughs> like that like that's that's just the times and 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 as times change and as we evolve and as we realize that maybe some behaviors aren't necessarily great you know we 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 do that but then to now try to take away a classic because you might be hypersensitive about your weight like i'm not here for that side of cancel culture right yeah i i think this hypersensitivity aspect is very prevalent, uh, prevalent, but I, I think it's also out of uh, selective outrage. Mm-hmm. Like there are only pe- there are people that that want to cancel people because, like you said, it's it's something that that they want to cancel them for. It's not it's not something that that was behavior that you know was demonstrative for a large group of people, and they continue to do it and continue to do it. Like, for example, um, with Kevin Hart, like you brought him up uh, before the recording, Jonathan, um, his whole thing, that actually, that honestly pissed me off um, because of the fact that you brought up a tweet that was 10 years old. And since he made that tweet in the years to follow, what has he done to change his behavior. He's, there's, there's been changed behavior. He has learned from his ways, right? And I think that that's something that, that when we, when as a society, we do this cult, uh, cancel culture thing, um, we don't take into consideration someone's ability to evolve, their mm-hmm. growth. That's never taken into consideration. It's always, this happened and I'm applying it to you right now. Like, like you said, Janine, like, so you go back five, eight years into someone's past, find a clip or whatever and apply it to right now. There are certain things that, okay, if you do that, I'm, and, and I see this stuff is still, you know, relevant to who you are today. Harvey Weinstein, for example. Yeah. There, there's been stuff that, that he did what 20 30 years ago that was brought that was still going on right mm-hmm. so i understand the outrage and the and canceling uh, the cancellation of him i get that i i'm fully behind that but when you try to go after people <clears throat> excuse me like like kevin hart that have actually learned from mistakes and and and, and but also he's this is another thing when you're as a comedian, like you were talking about Dwayne, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to, to, I think we're the line across until you've crossed it. Yeah. (laughs) We're, we're, we're now moving into a space where you're canceling comedians for doing what they've always done, Mm -hmm. which is make, find a joke in everything. In mm-hmm. anything and everything, you know, they were the not, only ones making light of things that that could almost you could never make light of. You know? Exactly. 
and that's an which art. is their genius. Right. Yes, right. yeah. That's a, that's that's a true art. And and when you go from uh, to 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 crossing that line of canceling out comedians because you got offended by something they said, that's part of their job is to offend. And like you know, it's not 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 to not to hurt you, but there are people that are going to find stuff that they say offensive. There are a lot of people that find stuff that Dave Chappelle says offensive, but the vast majority, we find it hilarious. I love everything Dave Chappelle has done. It's hilarious. Right. So, and, and he's an equal opportunist with his stuff. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's catching it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it's not like yeah, it's sir. only person. If, if he went up there, based off the clip you just played, mm-hmm. if he went up on stage and made jokes about Asian people every time, and that's all he was going, that's the only group of people he was going after, Asian people, and all he's doing is making Asian jokes. Okay, I can see the problem with that. I can see an issue with that. Right. But he, he makes jokes about white people. He's made jokes about black people. He's called out Candace Owens. He's called out, <laughs> I, like, so many people. His he own did a racial draft. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he should have a racial Oh, that, and now, now that was funny. That was funny that, shit. That was classic. Listen, and I think the biggest thing is it's like it's not it's not necessarily the words you say, but how you say them and the mm-hmm. intent of which you are saying them. Your intentions. So yes. if you are using it in a comedic matter or manner, I'm sorry, or if you're using it uh on a on a TV show to to bring light to the issues with a funny twist. So to, mm-hmm be like hey black lives matter but haha here's a joke to make you really focus on it because i think that's kind of what the, the speaks to the genius of Chappelle and hart and, mm-hmm. uh, and so many of our comedians it, in a in a low-key kind of high-key way they're they're twisting it to be like hey it's funny right but don't forget this actually exists it's really like, happening. Yeah. the way that yeah it's really yes. happening and it's really an issue and and it speaks to how how Fucking smart they are honestly it's, yeah. they, they've learned to, to use it as a tool yeah you know chris where, rock. where right chris rock chris rock's a great example but you know where where they're doing that in that manner you know someone uh coming out saying the n-word or, or the s-word to a hispanic or whatever the case is like just saying that to someone is different and you deserve to be canceled but yeah. saying it in a manner of which you're just trying to be funny or uh entertaining or whatever the case is Mm-hmm. Along with still being a great uh, uh, activist, because mind you, yeah. Chappelle's a great activist. Oh, Art's for a great sure. activist. I mean, sure. <laughs> they all they all have spoken up and have never been afraid to speak up. And you got to think about it. Back when Chappelle Chappelle's prime, I'm oh, not yeah. surprised they told him to stop doing some of the things he did because he was bringing on TV. He was bringing light to a lot of things that that the the old white CEOs didn't want to be. You know they didn't want it mm-hmm. talked about, mm-hmm. <laughs> so he was kind of the 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 leading class, if you want to call it, yeah. uh, of that. Yeah. So yeah. you know, and, and speaking of the cancel culture, like they, they have cartoons being canceled and, and certain TV shows being done and done for. We don't want that. Nah. We want the blatant it's racist to be canceled right. or to no longer be uh, a, a, a force in our. Com- community or in our entertainment or whatever the case is those people gotta go mm-hmm. someone just trying to be funny and mind you so we're speaking of a, a black person so we're speaking of, of Dave Chappelle 
and 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 a lot of black people may feel more comfortable but even you have larry the cable guy who's hilarious hilarious i like larry the cable guy yeah. hilarious has, has yeah. made plenty of jokes about all races you know yeah. it's not a cancel all white people thing when when it's don't cancel them anybody any comedian any entertainer like we're mm-hmm. this is one yeah. thing i feel like we're never going to be selective about well i think there are certain times when you when even as a comedian they can cross the line so for example um if if a white comedian dig on stage and and like example uh michael kramer Richards, kramer oh. yeah kramer. He, went, okay. he went yeah yeah he went he he was uh at the laugh factory and nigga this nigga that and he's just flying around with it right that that to me that's when you cross the line as a comedian you see what i'm saying like that that's where i'm like okay boom i yeah boom but at the same time it's it's like as long as as comedians don't go into the disrespectful uh arena like that where where now you're you're being viewed as racist i like that that's where it's it's fair game as long as you're not being like that fair game and and i think i think comedians and their their audience know that as long as they don't go you know into that area where where it becomes an actual issue when you're using slurs and stuff like that all the time that's where the audience is like okay you know you there's always free reign yeah, there's always a limit, but it, free reign. The, it, 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 it's, the it's push fine. for cancel culture really, really started from the BLM movement, and the, but for good reasons. So the cancel culture mm-hmm. that should exist, you know, we're looking at the past of of senators or uh, legislators, people who have direct effect on the community and the systemic racism we talk about. Yeah. When they're when they're saying, well, those people in that city don't deserve that. Let's put yeah. the funds here somewhere else. Yeah. Where it's more deserved, more excuse me, more deserved. I feel like the whole cancel country, his ass. That's yeah. a cancel. That's straight up. <laughs> yeah. You are essentially yeah. redlining. So this is yeah. a big thing in the banking yeah. world. You're mm-hmm. redlining people from from opportunity. Right. So we're speaking back. Life, an opportunity, the pursuit of happiness. I mean, come on. Like yeah. the things you claim that this country's all about. If if your racism is preventing everybody to get that opportunity, mm-hmm. you gotta go. Yeah, you gotta go. I, a comedian I ain't doing that. A politician is, right? Yeah. And I, I think my issue with this whole thing is that we're the powers that be are starting to listen to a lot of outrage for for canceling, and they're 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 doing what makes them feel comfortable. So, like we discussed before before we recorded or we started recording. Golden Girls. Now, now you have these two episodes that are being uh, blacklisted because they, these women have mud masks and they view it as blackface. I, I, you know what? I'm gonna be completely honest. I don't want any of that stuff erased. I don't want any of it erased. You know why? Because when we go back in time and look at how it yes. was during that time, I want people that that are yet to be born or that are that are young right now to be able to look back and say oh okay i get it i mm-hmm. want them to see blackface i want them to see yes. what it was 
for for them to to do that in the 30s and 40s. And, when you're trying to teach a lesson, you need something to reference. Right. If you if you literally <laughs> can't just and go this, away. This speaks back to to how um, white people controlled history. When now you're erasing how things were just so you because look you don't want to look back. Yep. Yes. Now you're going yes. into a territory where, uh, bro, that's stupid. And and now you're now you're want you want to do it because it makes you feel good, not because it helps me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like like that's what I don't understand. It's that's like, what I don't understand. You're pandering to yourself. <laughs> exactly. It don't help. Exactly. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't help anything. It don't help. Not not for us. It helps you as a white person right. to 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 move forward and be like, oh, you know. We, we aren't the bad it. guys here. We're not like, the bad guys. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as as on what they try to make it out to be. So, right. So where I have solace in knowing is um, this era we're in, the, the social movement mm-hmm. will be in our history books for the rest of our humanity. Oh, for sure. And I'm so happy, and, and, and you guys should feel blessed if that's the case. It shouldn't have taken what it's, what's happened for this to be the case. But there's no more erasing the history. There's no more erasing the facts. And more mm-hmm. people are willing and able to speak up than ever before. For and sure. That's what matters. For that's sure. what matters. Because this is going to be ingrained in every history book forever. Yeah. You can't hide this no more. No. You can't hide the systemic injustices. No. You can't hide the murder that we've seen for years. Yeah. Because we have video, we have phone. You can see my phone now. <laughs> we have it all. We, 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 have, we have resources and we have people that are stepping up. You know, more white people are not afraid to go against their own white families. And that's a big thing right there. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a that's, big thing. We talked about that last episode. That yeah. is the, the most important thing. Yeah. Everybody can change without a majority. Right. We're minorities by number and by just sheer relevance at this time it shouldn't be the case but that's what it is right mm-hmm. we are slowly in terms of mindset we are moving towards majority yeah. when that day comes our future generations will be good but there's mm. no and when i say that day comes this could be years down the road because yes we're, we're all willing and i think more people are willing to move towards that mm-hmm. it still needs to be done because we, we speak about it you can say all you want yeah what are you doing to prove it Where's right. the action? That's right. what we need. And that's that's what that's what I was talking about earlier. Where I, I I want us as a collective to to support those people that are that are fighting those fights. That 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 whether that's in politics, whether that's in in business, whether that's in media, whether, whatever arena you're discussing, anyone that that wants to be able to make those rights, they need to be supported. They have to because, I, like you said, it that's where you become the majority. Yes. The mindset that where that mindset becomes the majority because there's no you can't you can't make that change without that. When right. you get when you get those people in those positions of power, and especially when the the older white uh, uh, men that are in positions of power begin to move on, and 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 that 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 uh, position is now handed to someone that, that understands what we're talking about, things will change. Things will definitely change. Yes. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Well, all right. So 
I'm going to, since this, uh, to, to, to kind of conclude, I'm going to leave my fellow guests and hosts here with a, a, a thought when we're talking cancel culture, okay? And I'm going to read a tweet from an anonymous public figure. Anonymous. An anonymous public figure who will not be named. Okay. Anonymous public figure, but this is a tweet that was published by this person at 12.30 a.m. on July 22nd of this year. So this is not a 10, 15 year ago thing. This is a recent tweet. And it's kind of like a final thought on, in your minds, would you put this person in your cancel culture or would you just look at it as a simple act of, oh, he is just ignorant, you know? He or she Uh is just ignorant. You know, that kind of deal. I so, think I know what you're about to say. Here we go. I feel like mm-hmm. I do too. Let's do it. I'm going to Google right. it. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm calling him out if I figure it out. <laughs> <clears throat> Black Lives Matter is equal to the KKK. Is that Terry? It's not Terry Crews. <laughs> <laughs> this is an anonymous person that call is that neither that is neither true nor false. Out. That is neither true or nor false. This is an anonymous public figure, whom of which will not be named. Terry but, Cruz needs to sit his ass down and don't speak on black issues anymore. That's my at friend. all at all. And, and that's on period. I'm just joking. But that's <laughs> <on>. <laughs> yeah. So, so I think he's he's, he's, he's past the needs time to get educated. Uh, yeah. At, at this point in his life, yeah. if he hasn't been educated, that's his problem. That um, is. And and uh, I'm going to speak back to what I said to Drew Brees, to Roger Goodell, to the NFL, to to anybody who's against Kaepernick. Shut the fuck up. I'm sorry. Pretty Shut much. I second up. that. Yeah, I agree with that. that. Really, nothing that. else to say, Dwayne. I know you, you mm-hmm. brought the quote up for a reason, um, because we we speak of extremism. Um, KKK is is point blank simply an extremist group. There's no there's no leeway when it comes there's to the no KKK. They're based off the area. hate of other races. Period. Black mm-hmm. Lives Matter. There are indi- we spoke of this, and I'm not going to go over it all over again. There are extremists, of course. But the majority of the movement is about peaceful protests and the movement for black lives to no longer be diminished in our community and to simply stop dying. End of conversation. Terry Crews, you can go fuck yourself. That's all I have to say. For sure. I, I second that. And I, I, I think that's that's something that, again, like you're saying, he, he, he's, he's not... Like what I was saying earlier, he, like, there's some people that just don't care. They, like, He's more concerned about his pockets, not about an actual movement that will help people. And when you come from from, see that that's also the issue that I have with certain certain celebrities. They 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 come from these backgrounds that are amongst the crowd of people that are being um, ignored. They make it to their to their they make their success however they make it. And then say, you know, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I, 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 I can't stand that. So for, for Terry Crews and everyone else like him, I second, I second uh, Jonathan. All right. Miss, is this 
So go ahead, Janine. I'm sorry. <laughs> Janine has the final word. She has the final yeah, word before we it. call this an episode. So by all means, Janine. Go ahead and say your I just word. said to suck a butt. I didn't have much else to say. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> hey, there we go. Like Point that. blank period. Point blank period. Uh, you've heard it here, people. All around the room, the thoughts have been laid out. To all of those a part of the cancel culture, please make sure you truly understand what it is that you are quote-unquote canceling, not mm-hmm. J. Cole by the way, right? Make that known, not Jacob. Make that clear. Clear as day. All right? So, we need t-shirts. Yeah, all right? You will oh. not cancel J. Cole, and you will not cancel anyone of a J. Cole level or intellect that is a part of that, okay? Therefore- Especially someone's trying to learn. Exactly. Therefore, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for listening. We thank you for taking this journey with us. I'm going to have every person go around the room, tell you where they can find you, and in the process, give a final thought on today's episode. So let's start with the ladies first. And Janine, let's go your way as the guest. By all means, tell your final thought and tell everybody where they can find you. My final thought is I'm going to second Dwayne, you know, with cancel culture or Dwayne and Jonathan cancel culture when done right is very necessary because it does highlight a lot of injustice and bullshit that we've been dealing with that we may have not been able to bring or or shed light on as easily now. So if you're going to be a part of the cancel culture, be um, responsible, I think judge people based off of their present and the work that they've done to get here understand that going back eight nine ten years on twitter this is when twitter was new to all of us i don't think anybody had the foresight to know that it would be like a permanent thing we thought this was going to be like a myspace this is just fun for now and then it'll disappear so a lot of us have grown since then we've all came out and said dumb things before but after you've been checked and have learned you know you're not supposed to do that anymore so that doesn't warrant a cancel so just be smart and be responsible um as far as finding me i'm on ig at nina soul n-i-i-n-a-s-o-l um you can find me on my podcast what i think about this week as well as past the ox and twitter o underscore nina all right mr Derek. Go ahead and tell the people where they can find you and what your final thought is for today. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm I'm going to say the same thing. Uh, when 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 done right, it's a useful tool. Like um, especially like we've seen that with the Me Too movement. It's been it's been been a very useful thing to cancel certain people out. But again, like I said earlier. If 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 you're not willing to look at someone's um, ability to grow and their involvement, just try to cancel them out for something that you didn't like. And that that's that's irresponsible on many many levels because now you're taking money away out of their pocket that is feeding their family. You know what I'm saying like let. Instead of being selective, raged about things, truly understand what it is you're 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 mad about and why. 
and and the impact that you're going to end up having on someone else's life and their career by canceling them out. Um, but if they deserve it, they deserve it. And, you know, it doesn't matter who it is. If, if it's someone that's 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 truly wrong, I'm for it. But the, this whole thing where you're not willing to take into some uh, consideration someone's growth or ability to try to learn about something. Uh, uh, example of that would be Nick Cannon. Um, he's he's been trying to learn about anti-Semitism and, and all that stuff. Uh, and, 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 you know, that, that whole thing is just wild to me. Um, but uh, even, I even actually grew from that because now I'm, I'm understanding what it was that he said that was anti-Semitic, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I didn't hear it, but now I've learned, now I know moving forward what's what, you know what I'm saying? But that's a whole different conversation, which I think we, we should have eventually. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, you can find me at Derek underscore OTS. That's D-E-R-R-I-C-K. Um, and spell also, the black way. spell the black way, fight the power. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, but you can also find me at OTS guys. I run the, the social media for, um, for OTS, for On the Sidelines. Uh, so that's uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Look us up on YouTube. We are... Um, we are actually putting out other YouTube-based shows, uh, more than just the podcast that turn into or you're watching right now. Uh, but stay tuned, subscribe, hit that alert button, and see when, when we have new uh, videos posting. We have everything posting pretty much every day or every other day. But yeah, keep a lookout. Oh, and check the website, otsguys.com. Hey, all right, brother Jonathan. Floor is yours, brother. Don't Go worry ahead and about give you a me. Final All point. I have to say is arrest and convict the cops who killed Breonna Taylor. Ooh, that's okay. it. All right. Yes, and we and, need to be putting their names out there. Yes. yes. I don't like that they're able to be able to be anonymous. That's mm-hmm. a conversation I'd love to have as well. But yep. arrest and convict the killers of Breonna Taylor. So go ahead and tell the people where they can find you, then, Mr. Jonathan. You can find me at uh, J-O-N underscore O-T-S or at the timeout uh, O-T-S page, timeout underscore O-T-S. All right. And, of course, we thank you guys for taking the time to listen to this episode. Again, I would like to shout out the people of Six Families Radio listening live on Timeout Tuesdays. I would also like to thank people listening on TuneIn. If you're listening on TuneIn, do us a quick favor. There's a little heart right above you there. Go ahead and press that heart real quick to help out the Six Families Radio continue to grow. And if you're listening on Six Families Radio, make sure you check out all things at OTSGuys.com. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that there subscribe button, hit that there bell and that alert button so that you know every time a new video posts up, you can catch out our many, many other shows and uh, follow all things OTS. And uh, until the next time, this is Time Out, and we are signing out.